is going to be for Moonlight. Moonlight is the 2016 film directed by Barry Jenkins, uh, Oscar winner for Best Picture. Um, it is starring Javante Rhodes and Mahershala Ali, as well as Janelle Monet. Um, here in this film, it's detailing the life um, of a young uh, black uh, male all the way through adolescence into adulthood. Um, and you kind of see his experience growing up um, in the, uh, in his kind of a rough neighborhood as a person who's trying to discover his sexuality, um, him being a person who is gay, uh, trying to, you know, navigate, you know, kind of what that means and, you know, his kind of place in the world there. Um, also, his uh, mother, who you see in the movies, played by Naomi Harris, uh, who she won for Best uh, Supporting Actress, uh, I believe, uh, for this role as well in Moonlight. Uh, and Mahershala Ali won for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, actor uh, as well, I think, for this. Um, so this got, you know, rave reviews uh, when it was released. Uh, a lot of people talked about how great this movie was. This was my first time checking this movie out. Um, I, you know, so it was kind of a new experience for me. Um, and it's, it's kind of nice to see a movie, you know, removed from all the hype of it, you know, so many years later, uh, watching it about, you know, seven years later, uh, watching a movie uh, that was so highly praised, because now you don't, uh, maybe feel that pressure to go like you know what was so great about this um or what was so kind of amazing about it um you just can kind of just watch the movie and embrace the movie you know what i mean yeah yeah watching it uh so what, long man, you just drove down here from its initial uh hype and especially yeah. after its oscar win it's almost like getting to watch this film with fresh eyes and this is uh, I've talked to Hunter and I've talked to Jamarco, who's been on the show when we talked about a, a Rush Hour before. And by their account, this is one of the best movies of the 2010s. And I kind of had very high expectations for this, watching it for the first time several years later, because as great as this film is, I feel like a lot of its hype got drained just by that little flub at the Oscars, where for like three seconds, people thought that La La Land won Best Picture. Yeah, uh, that mass confusion, if people remember, at the Oscars, a huge mix-up, um, you know, because people, people only really remember Oscar moments when there's, like, a huge fuck-up. That's pretty much what people <laughs> remember. Like, people don't really remember, like, if it, you know what I mean? People don't re really remember when it was kind of a good show and everything like that. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, I remember somebody saying that, like, if you're an Oscar host, it's kind of a thankless job because if you do a good mm -hmm. job, nobody really cares. But if you mess up or you suck, everybody's talking about it. Um, so it seems like it's kind of a really thankless job there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there was this huge mix-up. You know, they had, like, it was with Warren Beatty. Um, he got like the wrong envelope and it, it was like it said because I think it still had the winner from best a yeah, uh, supporting yeah, actor he, from La La yeah, Land he, on it. Yeah, he yeah, he got the uh, yeah, instead of the best picture, he was given the uh, best actress, best uh, actress. Yeah. Yeah. The best actress envelope, which had uh, Emma Stone for La La Land. So I think the uh, the woman that was hosting it was presenting that with him, which was a. Uh, uh, was it Lily Tomlin? I think it was. Uh, I forgot who the who the woman was there presenting. I mean, he got all the blame for it. I mean, because he kind of showed her <laughs> it. Because he looked as like uh, like he kind of looked back like uh, what is this supposed this to mean? Right? You know what I mean? And he just kind of he was like, I guess they mean La La Land. I guess. Uh, I guess that's what they mean. <laughs> um, so he said it, 
and then yeah you know what i mean it just was like yeah and then they were like then they every the whole lala cast they went up there and they got the award and they looked at the envelope and went uh wait a minute and then <laughs> they're mm. like no this ain't like, right wait uh yeah moonlight won <laughs> Yeah, um, and then he ripped the envelope out of Warren Beatty's hands and was like, "Shit, it's it's Moonlight. This is the winner. There you go. Shit, here you go." Um, yeah, and it was one of the producers from La La Land. I don't remember who exactly it was. Yeah, but he said, "Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry about, but uh, Moonlight won." Yeah, he, I think years later, finally seeing it for the first time, yeah, it a hundred percent was the best film in that category. Yeah. Uh, which I've never seen uh, La La Land, so I can't make that. I still haven't seen that one uh, myself, yeah. Uh, but if you guys wanted to check it out, that, that was kind of a good moment there. Yeah, he was like, no, for real, really. Uh, we, we're serious. Moonlight won. Uh, you guys got to come up here and get get this. There you go. It'd be funny if he just kept it. He just Everybody just kept it a secret. Like, okay, let's just take this W. You know what I mean? Hey, let's get it. You know what I mean? He just ran off with it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So... Um, and you have different actors who are playing both the, you know, kind of just telling the journey throughout this person's life. You know what I mean? You see, like I said, him as an adolescent, him to a teen, then him to an adult. Um, you kind of see these different actors. The person who's playing the teen actor, we actually just saw recently, uh, he was in the movie, um, uh, I want to dance with somebody. We played Bobby Brown. Um, so he was that, uh, Ashton, uh, Sanders. Um, he was just in that. And then, uh, Alex R. Uh, Hibbert, he plays the younger version um, of the character there. And it, all these people, all these kind of different versions of him kind of have different names, even though his name is Chiron in it. Uh, but, you know, when he's a little kid, they just call him kind of like, he's mostly called by uh, Mahershala Ali's character, who's Juan. He's called Little Man. So he just kind of referred to, uh, you know, keep, people just call him Little Man yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, when he's a little kid, played by Alex Hibbert, just calls him little. When he's a teenager, people call him Chiron, or they still like refer to him as little. But I think it's a um, it's a case where Sanders is credited as Chiron in the in uh, the IMDb page. And then when he's an adult, uh, played by Trevante Rhodes, he's referred to by a nickname he gets uh, as a teenager, Black. Yeah um which is uh yeah the the name that uh the character kevin called him and you also see along with uh chiron's character you also see different versions of kevin's character younger version all the way up until an adult uh the adult version is played by andre holland who we just saw um in bones and all um he was the dad in that movie mm -hmm. um and then you have the adolescent version of him and then the teen version of him the teen version of him uh is the actor from when they see us he showed up in that uh let me see if i can find his name the teen version of that actor yeah, played by yeah, played by uh, Jarrell Jerome, who, yeah. who uh, won the primetime Emmy for When They See Us, and we also recently saw in uh, in Concrete Cowboy mm. with the, the film with uh, Idris Elba. Uh oh, he was in that. Okay, I forgot he was in that. Okay, um, yeah. Um, so you have that, um, and Marshall Ali's character here, um, it, you know, as one. Um, is fantastic. I mean, he is he is really great to see his mm -hmm. uh, interaction between uh, because you you just mainly see his interaction between the Chiron character when he's a little kid um, and being kind of the only kind of good force in his life uh, because you see mm -hmm. uh, when he's with his mother Naomi Harris, uh, you know, kind of how bad of that environment is for him. Uh, you know, her mm -hmm. being you know you kind of see her slowly be addicted to drugs over time. Um, and kind of her just mm -hmm. deteriorating over time there and, and the constant uh, harsh environment there for him. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, and 
Yeah, not just that. It not just the harsh environment, which it's horrible for anybody when uh, when a parent figure is a, is a drug addict, and also berating him, being addicted, neglecting him, and uh, and kind of taunting him in the same way that a lot of the other you other kids around him are in the same way, and it all culminates into a scene where. Uh, where Chiron is talking to uh, Juan, played by Mahershala Ali, and uh, Teresa, who's played by Janelle Monet, and he asks Juan what a what an F word is, which is a scene that watching it for the first time just breaks my heart because fuck kids remember kids are learning what that term is and it's it's horrible. Yeah. Um. And you see that he's a kid that you know uh, has to really you know kind of learn how to you know, do things on his own. You see where he has to take a bath. You see the water's not running and he comes up with a solution to take a bath for that. Um, and you see, you know, I mean, him, you know, kind of being bullied by these other kids, you know, kind of really, you know, not a lot of, you know, outlet for him there. Um, and when he meets Marshall, he's Juan's character, who I was sad, man, when he was gone in the movie, uh, when he just kind of, you don't see him uh, throughout the rest. Of, I mean, there's a segment in the movie he's just yeah he's just gone from most of it there uh he's just mainly in the beginning i was like man i really miss this character um because he is such you know and you show shows up really this you know kind of cool character confident character um you know what i mean and displaying just so much wisdom to you know the little character and you know he takes him to his house um, when he, because he's running from these kids and he ends up in this crack house and then Juan ends up finding him and he's you know he's a very kid a few words you know what i mean doesn't say anything um and just takes him to himself and his wife is played by uh janelle monet um in this um and was this kind of i think this was like one of the first big things janelle monet was in really uh when she started her like mm -hmm. acting journey because now we see her in kind of a lot of other stuff you know she's recent she was in the knives out sequel uh glass onion and she's really great i mean she's really really great here um, in this movie, mm -hmm. um, her interactions with him um, is really good. Um, we see more of her also when he's a teenager, played by Ashton uh, mm -hmm. Sanders. Um, and yeah, and and we get to see more of uh, that positive uh, motherly figure relationship develop between him and Janelle Monae, which I think is is for as great as Mahershala Ali is, and he a hundred percent deserved that Oscar nomination. It's kind of a crime that Manel that Monet didn't get one as well that year, especially mm. just seeing their interaction here and seeing how their relationship contrasts with uh, his own mother, which is is very abusive and, mm. and is neglectful and is kind of reinforcing a lot of what this film's themes are. Yeah. So did uh, Mahershala? Did he win or did he was he just yeah, nominated? He, yeah, he won. That was his oh, yeah. uh, first Oscar nomination. It, it was this in Green Book back to back. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was like, yeah, I said he had won before. I was like, okay, yeah. So, yeah, he did win. Yeah. Um, and Naomi Harris had won for uh, Best Supporting Actress as well. And, uh, you know, there's a larger conversation to be had about this movie. Um, if you kind of want to bring into it, you know, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, a black woman in her state, you know what I mean? What she kind of goes through, you know, trauma type situations, you know, black experiences like that being portrayed on screen and, and, and negative kind of portrayals like that uh, winning in a film. You know what I mean? That's kind of a larger conversation like that uh, to be had. Uh, but, you know, does a fantastic job there. Naomi Harris as well. And Janelle Monae. 
uh, you know, an incredibly well acted uh, movie kind of throughout. And when you see all the different actors portray um, Black's character, uh, it, it I think they all do a great job. Um, Toronto Rhodes, uh, people, he was just, um, what was he? Well, he's on the Tyson Hulu series right now. And I heard he does a great job where he plays Mike Tyson, um, in that Hulu. So I've been meaning to check it out. Um, and then he was also in that Predator movie. Uh, don't go see that movie. That's a pretty shitty movie, but he was also in that, uh, as well. Um, actually he was kind of, I would, I kind of wanted maybe him to be maybe Blade, maybe at, at, at one time, mm-hmm. actually him or, uh, Yohan, uh, Noel, who was from the first purge. Um, those were kind of mm-hmm. my two choices there uh instead of kind of Mahershala Ali but um yeah you get to see a little bit of Tronte Rhodes um as uh the adult uh there where you get to get to see him and you see that you know physically he's put on kind of almost people have compared to like this armor mm-hmm. now he's all kind of big and buff because you see kind of in his adolescent as you know teen years kind of very skinny kid now he's kind of got mm-hmm. this more armor now uh to protect him and mm-hmm. in his adulthood he kind of transformed into one you know he kind of transformed into Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali's character he kind of copied him yeah and yeah and that's something that I think is so understated about this film because I think uh one of the themes that uh the original play that it's based on and uh Barry Jenkins what they're going for is how how you know uh masculinity in general it's kind of one of these things where young men I think are kind of forced into these boxes. And if they don't fit that, then that leads to a lot of feelings of loneliness and that feels leads to the feeling being ostracized and being an outsider. And I think uh, that's kind of the tragedy of uh, Chiron's adult life where he's was given that positive example for as complex as a character as Juan is it's, and there's that beautiful line is like, at some point you have to decide who you're going to be. You can't let nobody tell you that. And he ends up just becoming at his, at port, uh, some part of it is some of the worst parts of Juan. Yeah. Uh, and you bring up that, uh, that, that kind of conversation he has with him, uh, while they're going to swim in, I'm going to pull up here. Cause that is really great. I think the, the scene when they go swimming is an amazing scene here. Um, so I'm going to pull that up right here some point you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be can't let nobody make that decision for you hmm. yeah. um and you know you see in that scene he's kind of telling the story also of like you know kind of the theme of the movie kind of moonlight here of him telling the story of him growing up Juan's gr- mm-hmm. grew up in C- Cuba and how he's kind of you know a, a youth there as well and it kind of tells that whole backstory of, of kind of the meaning of a little bit of the movie there um which I thought was very very well done um and yeah I mean you know Mahershala is definitely fantastic in this movie you know what I mean just in the nuance of his performance um and how he's able to kind of bounce off this kid and how you know he's able to have this great kind of relationship with him um and like he's teaching him to swim and everything like that um Mm -hmm. and trying to be this influence in his life even though he is this drug dealer and he is selling the very drugs that you know his mother is getting from him um and 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 see that kind of conflict there um do you think it was a mistake not to see him at least once or twice in his teen years that you saw um the Chiron character uh, I don't know that's a very hard question to say because I think while the film is strongest in its first two acts uh, the entire film is just spectacular and I think having 
uh, Mahershala not be all that present in uh, chapters uh, two and three, I think that kind of speaks to this sense of of waywardness that we see Chiron go through uh, throughout uh, his adolescence and uh, later in his adult life. Because that example of, uh, of that actually positive example of what uh, being a man is with uh, the character of Juan, where Juan is, uh, you know, uh, outwardly, yeah, he is a drug dealer. He is exactly uh, doing as much harm. The most positive male figure in your life is also destroying your family in a way. But Juan plays it, and Mahershala plays it with such warmth and tenderness that, you know, you can be all those things and still be still be very masculine which is i think something that is lost on a lot of people especially uh especially now yeah because there's no scene where you see him kind of being like maybe your stereotypical drug dealer that you would see in maybe movies or shows or anything like they doesn't beat anybody up he doesn't you know you know smack anybody or anything like that doesn't you know kill anyone um you know, he just is, is this guy that, you know, uh, uh, is confident in who he is and knows who he is and, you know, he kind of does, even though he does this kind of bad thing and, and, and being a drug dealer. Um, and you see that when, you know, now that when uh, he's an adult, a uh, little turns into adult, turns into Durante Rhodes Black. Um, he's got the, he's driving the same car. He's wearing a grill, like how Juan wore a grill. Um, he's wearing a do-rag, how Juan always used to wear a do-rag all the time. You know what I mean? Everywhere you see him, he always wore a do-rag. Um, so you kind of see kind of how much he morphed into the kind of character. Um, and it's also in this movie, you have the character Kevin, which we talked about. Um, we see the different stages of him as well uh where you see how they know each other up until their kids all the way until they're you know reconnect as adults um and with the kevin character he's somebody that's going through the similar situation that um you see uh little's character is going through but he's better at blending in he's better at more you know mixing in and, and hiding it um than uh little's character is what do you think about kevin um in this and what do you think that that kind of relationship there was kevin i think uh uh, for as layered as uh, as uh, Chiron is, I think Kevin kind of comes across as as one of the most fascinating characters in cinema in recent memory because Kevin is very much uh, Chiron's first love, but his character kind of speaks to that theme of, of the almost performativeness of masculinity where he does play a lot of the part of of like the stereotypical masculine male even down to its worst aspects where it's mostly defined through through domination of weaker weaker people or domination through others or violence and in one of the more heartbreaking scene right after uh chiron kind of has a sexual awakening with kevin the very next scene, Kevin's pressured to physically assault Chiron, and it's heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, um, because it's like a, a game that they kind of do, like a initiation kind of mm -hmm. game that they do, where it's like knock, uh, knock down, stay down, where somebody points somebody out, and you got to, you know, he has to kind of knock him out, um, and he just keeps getting back up, <clears throat> and it is a, a heartbreaking scene. Um, the scene on the beach um, here is a is is a beautiful scene. I think between the the two of him here. Let me play some of that here uh, because I think that's very well done by the two actors here. Something like that. Yeah, and nah, you yeah, don't and something. Smoke. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh. Let yeah. Uh, this clip play out. Why are you pretending? Trying to put on a show for me, Black? You always calling me that. What, Black? Yeah, Black. That's my nickname for you. You don't like it? No, it's just... What kind of dude goes around giving other dudes nicknames? The kind of dude what just sat down is about to put you onto this blunt, nigga. <laughs> yeah. You like the water? Well, I can introduce you to some fire. Hmm. And you see kind of in, in this clip right here, you know what I mean, how they're kind of going back and forth. Um, that it's this, you know, relationship and, it, you know, it's testing the waters of things and to see, like, you know, does he feel the same way? You know what I mean? Is it just a friendship? Um, is it more, you know, kind of what's kind of going on? And I, I think that that is very interesting there. And, uh, you know, the kind of moment that ends up happening, um, you know, kind of at the end of the scene um, and what it kind of leads to, I think, you know, the next scene uh, of violence kind of makes it even more heartbreaking. Because like I said, I mean, like you, you were saying, it very Kevin very represents that performativeness there uh, that you kind of have to do, um, even when he's... Um, there's a scene, uh, a couple scenes back where he's talking to, uh, he's talking to Chiron, he's talking to him about having sex with a woman, uh, in the hallway, right? You know, he's, he's aggressively talking about it, you know, um, again, mm -hmm. to probably put on a front of, you know what I mean, of trying to hide the fact that he is gay. Um, I, and I thought that that was very good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I think there's a lot to be said about that character as well and be done there. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so much to say about this movie, even down to uh, because this is one of the very uh, few films where I can po positively say that there is not a single frame wasted in it, uh, even down to the lighting in certain scenes, especially in that uh, in that beach scene where uh, we see uh, young Chiron and, uh, and Kevin and they're kind of bathed in the moonlight, which uh, ties back into a line Mahershala says earlier in the film. It's like uh, uh, black boys are look blue in the moonlight and the color blue you know not only uh represents the sea and the sky it's like a lot often associated with like freedom and uh sensitivity between the two of them and it's very much one of the few scenes where we see kevin kind of drop that performativeness and is actually himself around around chiron yeah um yeah and you speak about you know the the way the scene i mean all the scenes are very lit very well. I mean, you kind of see that throughout the movie, the way the kind of things are. Um, and this is an A24 movie as well, you know, A24, uh, the, the studio that's saving cinema. You know, they always got all the interest in movies that's coming out, you know, everything like that. You know, people think, you know, they're the antithesis to Marvel, the MCU, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're the single-handedly, you know, saving cinema with all their films and all their movies. Um, they're the ones that make cinema. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the scenes are always lit very well and 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 really nice uh, because this takes place in Miami. Um, it takes place mm -hmm. in Miami, Florida. There, um, and there's a lot of really beautiful shots that are done here by by Barry Jenkins and a lot of his work done there. I think that makes the movie look really also kind of feel kind of more lived in, more uh, kind of authentic. There, I feel like um, that I think so. He does a great job with that. Um, and when you see him, um, I wish, because this movie also comes, it's, it's not a super long movie. It's only like an hour and 51 minutes. And you, uh, the shortest segment that you see is when um, you see him as an adult, uh, which I thought is an interesting choice there. Uh, but, 
you know, I don't think you needed a whole long sequence of him as an adult. Like I said, this movie takes place in chapters here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Um, and uh, what did you think about the the length of uh, the time that we get to see him when he's a, an adult there? The time we get to see him as an adult, I think it is uh, for, I feel like uh, earlier in the conversation, I was kind of uh, saying that, the film is strongest in its first and second act where we get more of the dynamic between uh, a young Kevin, a young Chiron, excuse me, and a lot of the supporting cast. But I feel like with the third act and, you know, for how short it is, I guess I should say the first chapter, we kind of see what the effects of this societal pressure to, to be a man has on somebody. And I feel like Chiron, who's just been so so beaten down and so pressured that to literally just survive, he had to become this like really domineering figure, this like ultra muscular masculine dude. And it kind of makes the rest of the scenes play out and allowing him to finally take a breath and be vulnerable, especially in this heartbreaking scene where his mom is apologizing to him for all the shit she pulled when he was a kid. And this movie is very heavy to watch and made me cry a lot, but I would broke down in that scene. And it ends on this very bittersweet note where we get the long reunion between Kevin and Chiron. Yeah. Um, and the last scene you see of him as a teen is him committing an act of violence because it's him finally getting back at the kids mm-hmm. that had bullied him, you know, in school. Uh, and you see that because throughout his life. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. And the haunting thing about that is because it's this very long shot where where uh, Chiron is washing his face of of kind of the blood that is still stuck to him. And the next scene is this very long, long single take of Chiron just heated walking through the school before he shatters a chair over this bully's head. And I feel like in a lesser film that would have been played as a moment of triumph, but here it's played with such a somber note that it's like you are letting the world define who you are just by committing this act of violence, which, you know, I'm going to be one to say that, yeah, that motherfucker had it coming, but nobody really wins in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, you know, um, and then sometimes that's what you, you know, kind of have to do there because, you know, you see throughout, you know, he's being chased, he's being bullied all the way from little kid all the way up into his teen years. And he finally, you know, you know, just, I think, acted out on it. And then you see um, that was the last scene of him as a teenager and then c- cutting to when he turns into an adult and you see how he is now. Um, yeah, and- it, it, yeah, it's almost like that one act of violence is when when Chiron dies and it's when uh, black takes over the, the older version of him. Yeah. Um, and you see, cause when they meet up again as, uh, adults, Kevin and, uh, black, um, you see that, you know, he just looks like this completely different looking guy, you know what I mean? And, and completely not you know recognizable to him, um, as the, the, the kid that he knew before. Um, and then chill. Um, he is a, in the chat here is a good point here. Um, he says, uh, the adult scene was shortened to the point. Um, and he also says, uh, when he was washing, um, his face, it felt, uh, like it was, a uh, a show, uh, 
to shed a new light like he was i guess shedding uh his mm -hmm. old self like washing away his old self um mm -hmm. and then going into more of his thug persona and then uh talking to uh chill about this movie uh you know talking about how this is kind of a you know a hood type movie here um that you mm -hmm. that you would kind of have here um in the case of 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 with this movie here um and then it's a beautiful scene at the end uh where uh you see uh it's like one of the final scenes of the movie where you have uh, black who's talking to kevin here i'm gonna play in the, right here you're the only man that's ever touched me the only one. I haven't really touched anyone since. And, you know, what's kind of amazing about that scene, you know, Trante Rose, you have him um, when he's talking about that, mm -hmm. you know, Kevin was his last, uh, you know, kind of sexual experience there, um, you know, and he hasn't had anything like that since, um, you know, since that moment on the beach. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and it's going so much into uh, uh, Rhodes's performance because throughout the entire uh, third chapter where he is black, he is this, you know, tough, huge, buff, harder than nails drug dealer. He's trapping. And I feel like when he drops that line, it's almost, it's almost like Clark Kent taking off, putting on the glass. It's like Clark Kent putting on the glasses where it's like his shoulders drop. It feels like it's the first time this character has exhaled in such a long time. It's a beautifully done scene. Yeah. And, you know, exploring, you know, masculinity and specifically in this case, black masculinity um, and how that is, uh, because, you know, with black people and, and um, you know, they've done you know research and kind of studies about this, you know, like you have kind of a short window to be considered a child, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and as you kind of get into more, you know, preteen, you know what I mean? Uh, young adult teen kind of phases um, when you're like get up to 12 to 15 that's you know more you get more you know uh, kind of seen as an adult in people's minds um, uh, you know as opposed to other kind of races uh, groups of people um, and it happens with black men and then it happens also with with black uh, uh, women as well especially the more dark skinned you are um, you know what I mean? The more you kind of get, uh, you know, seen as an adult, uh, as you kind of get older. So, um, you know, you kind of have this very short window to, to have an innocence kind of phase and to be seen as a child and to kind of make those mistakes and everything like that. Um, and the older you get, the more, you know, seen as dangerous, uh, as you become there. Um, so, you know, that's what kind of makes the scene, you know, with him talking to Marisha Ali when he's a little kid, you know, you, you can't let the world define you, you know, define who you are. Mm -hmm. um, a really amazing and the dialogue in this is is fantastic and um, this movie was also uh, nominated for best adapted uh, screenplay uh, I believe here um, as yeah, well I, I think it won too ah, yeah, it, it won, won okay. for best adapted screenplay 
Yeah. Um, and you can definitely see why, uh, because definitely the moments in this, uh, you know, are very, very well. And the performances all around the board are fantastic. Um, you know, like you said, that moment uh, where he's talking to Kevin very much, you know, finally just dropping this facade that he probably had on for, you know, over a decade, you know, creating this whole persona yeah, there. Over, yeah, over a decade, he adopted this, this, uh, his presentation of masculine only just to survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. So it won for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Adapted Screenplay there. Um, yeah, for the film. So yeah, uh, I did win there. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I highly recommend uh, people check this out. I think it's a fantastic movie. I, I was glad uh, I was able to finally check it out. Um, I can't believe, like, man, six years ago, this movie came out six years ago. I thought it came out way more recently um, <laughs> than six, uh, seven years ago. I think that surprised me. Uh, that I was like, wow, 2016, really, wow. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of wild uh, to kind of do. Um, so, what would be your uh, final thoughts and rating for this? Shit, my final thoughts. Of I'm kind of kicking myself that I hadn't seen this movie sooner because just watching it now, even with uh, as much praise as I heard about this film, as you know, kind of uh, moving and heartfelt it is. I still in the back of my head when I was queuing it up is like, okay, okay, come on. It can't be that great. And I am fucking wrong. This movie is phenomenal. Just it's use of lighting. It's a uh, discussion of what masculinity is, especially, uh, especially watching it in the lens of 2023, where we have so much of these like manosphere alpha, alpha male types where they have this really distorted view of what being a man is, especially just because they watched fight club and took the wrong message from it. It's, I think one of the more important films to watch, especially now, especially in this day and age. And on top of that, these performances, every single person here is so, is so understated. And it's one of these things where I think, uh, I think my friend Jamarco dubbed it. It was like the Barry Jenkins stare. It's where two characters just exchange eye contact. And in, in here it's done as a shot reverse shot where it's a, it's a adult Kevin and adult Chiron or it's black. And we see that sense of realization in their eyes about what these two men mean to each other. And it's such a beautiful moment. And, that's really the only adjective I can describe with this movie. It's just beautiful in terms of its storytelling and really exploring uh, a person's life, especially through this lens. <clears throat> uh, I can't give this anything, but this is cinema in terms of how it just moved me. Mm. Yeah. And it, how heartbreaking it was seeing all the, the hardship that, uh, that uh, Chiron goes through as a young man and finally seeing him exhale when he, he doesn't actually say the words, but when he does confess his love to Kevin. Mm. Uh. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, I, I could say you could say one of the issues with the movie is some of the maybe the portrayals of like Naomi Harris's character there mm-hmm. um, in that situation. Uh, but you do kind of, it does offset, but you do have Janelle Monae's character, um, who is a more of a positive, uh, female role model, um, in the film there. So it kind of, I think offsets just a little bit there. Um, fantastic movie, um, fantastic performances, fantastic writing. Uh, you know, you said uh, the shot really beautifully lit really beautifully um which is also incredible and then the you know you don't see a lot of movies that explore a lot of these topics when it comes Mm -hmm. to um you know black masculinity in terms of that the vulnerability there um those are topics that don't get discussed a lot you know in a in a feature film um so i think you know it's great for barry jenkins to um explore those things um in, in a movie like that and after this, he went on to also have success with another movie, If Bill Street Could Talk, uh, which I also haven't seen, but I also hear really great things about um, as well. And that's an adaptation of the James Baldwin uh, book, um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, yeah, so that that's also there. I hear it's an amazing film. So great work from him. I, I'm eager to see what he does next, um, you know, uh, because, yeah, this was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I think everybody deserved uh, all the all the praise that they got for this film. Uh, so I would also give it a uh, this is uh, cinema. Yeah. And this is based on a semi autobiographical play uh, in Moonlight. Uh, Black Boys Look Blue. Um, yeah. Uh, by uh, Terrell uh, McCrae, um Alvin McCrae. So there you go. Um, this is cinema. Yeah. For Moonlight to this is cinemas. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like I'm gonna need to take a little time before I watch Beale Street because this movie just wrecked me. Yeah, uh, Chill said that Bill Street uh, is another one. Cried in that too. Yeah, oh, yeah that's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, yeah, dude, I cry. I cry in just about. I cry in most movies. <laughs> uh, um, every penny was well spent making this movie. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, thank you, Lookdale Podcast. Great review, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to raid somebody. Um, let's see who's up right here. 